Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith and I'm here to bring you the post-game show following Bayern Munich's 5-0 dismantling of Dinamo Kiev. And wow, I mean, what can you say but wow. Uh, every time that you think that Bayern Munich uh, might take a step back, might fall into a little bit of a lull, might lapse a little bit, it's just not happening. This is a thoroughly dominant incredibly talented, incredibly deep, incredibly well-coached team who is showing no signs of weakness at this stage of the season. Uh, I, I couldn't be more impressed than I am right now with how they are playing and how things are going. Uh, this is just yet another strong effort, a great performance that, you know, I mean, what can you say? I, I, they are really playing well right now. And I think if you, you have to look at one team in the world that just looks like a juggernaut right now. I think you're going to find the Red Boys from Munich as uh, that squad because they just look incredible. So let's take a quick look at how the match transpired, uh, how things broke out. <clears throat> and for Bayern Munich, it did not take long to really get going. In the 12th minute, the team was awarded a penalty. Robert Lewandowski, of course, stepped to the spot, deposited it nicely. And early on, you could see Bayern Munich being up 1-0 was going to be a problem. Now, coming into this match, I really thought Dinamo Kiev was going to uh, really hunker in, make Bayern work. And there was some of that, but I think they just felt themselves a little bit. And they wanted to challenge Bayern when they could. And when they did try and launch those counterattacks, they got sloppy. They left holes. And, uh, you know, as Omar once said on the wire, if you come at the king, you best not miss. So... Bayern Munich made them pay extremely uh, every time that they that they left a hole. Bayern Munich exploited it. It was just pretty incredible. So 1-0 in the 12th minute. In the 27th minute, Thomas Muller with a great pass to Robert Lewandowski, who uh, deposited another goal into the net. So we had 2-0 in the 27th minute. And you could tell at this point, Bayern Munich was just efficient, they were strong, they were creative, and they were having fun while they were doing it. This was uh, about as lively of an effort as we've seen from them. They knew they were the dominant side, and that's exactly what you want to see in a matchup like this. You want to see the stronger team come out, exert their will on the other team, and really take it to them. And that's exactly what Bayern did. So they went into the half leading 2-0. And in the 68th minute, Leroy Sané set up Serge Gnabry, who had a terrific goal. Uh, 3-0, 68th minute. Again, what can you say about Gnabry and Sané? After what looked like an iffy start to the season for those two, they really seem to have put it together. Uh, Sané, of course, just has been magnificent. And Gnabry is just really looking equally as strong. So if those two are at the top of their game, if they can maintain this form for the entirety of the season, and as you know, there are questions about whether they can do that, but if they can... Think about how dangerous this attack will be. Uh, so it was good that Sané scored in the 68th minute because Jamal Musiala came in for him in the 69th. We also saw Benjamin Pavar come on for Alfonso Davies in the 69th minute. Uh, Pavar, of course, I thought would start this game given his Bundesliga suspension for the red card he picked up in the last match. But he did not. And I think he was, uh, honestly, I think he was being punished a little bit. Um, and... You know, if you, I guess if you really had to pick out Bayern's best four defenders, he wouldn't be in that four because you would have Nicolas Sula, Dio Upamecano, Luca Hernandez, and Alfonso Davies. 
but I do think there was a bit of punishment to that and a little bit of discipline from Julian Nagelsmann for the silly challenge that Pavar took in the last Bundesliga match. 74th minute, we saw Leroy Sané finally get his goal, so that hot streak for Sané has continued. Saw a couple of subs come in in the 79th minute. Eric Maxim Chupomoting came on for Lewandowski, and Marcel Sabitzer came in for Goretzka also in the 79th minute, and we did see Buna Sar come in for Leroy Sané as well. We saw Sar kind of play more of a wing position today, and listen, I know, you know I've been critical of Sar. Many people have been critical of Sar. Uh, he has not, you know, been a really good player since he put on a Bayern Munich uniform. But from his perspective, let's think about it. He's getting paid more at Bayern Munich than anyone else is willing to pay him. That's incredibly clear because every transfer offer he's had requires a pay cut. So a positive that you can take out of this whole situation, and sure, I, I, you could probably count me as a, as, a, as a person that could really care less if Saar leaves tomorrow. But I think one positive that you could bring up, and Philip Quinn brought this up, that Saar must be a good guy because he rarely plays. He takes so much heat from fans, and uh, you never hear a bad thing about him. There's never any reports of attitude problems, of you know any locker room issues or missing practices. It just seems like Saar is happy he's making the money he's making. He doesn't mind not playing, and he's content to just live the life he's living, which I guess... Is okay for him. I mean, for fans, it can be frustrating because when he does play, he has not been really that good. But, you know, I guess he's living his best life, so who are we to hate, I guess? <laughs> but the interesting sub to me at the 79th minute was Sabitzer because I'm kind of puzzled as to why he's not playing more. Uh, I was hoping by this point he would have gotten a start, would have been able to show himself a little bit. I don't know if he's having having any trouble integrating himself into the squad. I don't know if they're purposely holding him back or if he's just not performing in practice. And I guess that's a possibility, but I'm very curious to see why he has not been used that much. And even coming in at the 79th minute, it's not like he got a long stint on the pitch. So uh, that was very puzzling to me. I would like to see him start. I don't know if that will happen this weekend in the Bundesliga. But uh, I'm very curious as to why things are playing out the way they are for him. Of course, you know, when Bayern Munich got him, I was one of the people who absolutely heralded the move because it was a fantastic move. They got him at a lower price than mostly anyone else could have. He uh, is a dynamic player who can play a multitude of positions. So I thought this was a great fit and that he would be able to naturally come in and provide a little bit of a break for Thomas Muller, Leon Goretzka, Joshua Kimmich. But it seems like that Nagelsmann is, is, I don't want to say he's getting bullied by those players, but it seems like he has kind of fallen into, line of, into the line of thinking that Muller always plays, Kimmich always plays, and it's starting to look like he might be developing a Goretzka always plays mentality. So uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on. And um, you know, we'll just have to monitor that. I, I would like to see him get some more field time. And I mostly want to see that because I want these players rested and fresh for the second half of the season because I, I firmly believe this Bayern Munich team is the most talented team on the planet. Now, person for person is PSG. I mean, would they match up? Sure. But I think Bayern Munich has a little something extra, and it's more of that team mentality. I don't know if PSG will be able to, to develop that over the course of this season where I think as Bayern Munich already has it. I think this is a phenomenal squad. 
But back to the match. Uh, in the 87th minute, of course, we saw Eric Maxim Chupo Moting get his goal, and that was courtesy of an assist from Benjamin Pavar. Of course, we had our own John Dillon working Twitter, so I'm I am positive that he was patting himself on the back as he is the biggest Chupo fan on the planet, and he was bef- even before Chupo signed his contract with Bayern Munich. It's it's pretty legendary around the BFW circles that John had written. <laughs> An opinion piece saying that Bayern should sign Chupo, and of course they did within a matter of days. Uh, It was kind of funny how that worked out, but uh, as always when Chupo scores, we always get a laugh out of that, and John always feels like he is the smartest person in the room because he did indeed call it with with an opinion piece uh, saying exactly what happened, that Bayern should get a dependable, versatile, and talented striker to back up Lewandowski like Eric Maxim Chupo-Moting. Uh, the only kind of bad thing that happened was in the first minute of extra time was, uh, or ad- added time was Luca Hernandez picked up a yellow card, uh, kind of silly, didn't need to happen. No reason for it really in a five nil game. Uh, hopefully that's not something that, that hurts him down the line, but, uh, definitely unfortunate. Uh, but that's how it ended up five nil. Obviously the big thing you want to walk away with is Manuel Neuer again, picks up a, a clean sheet, which is great to see him because all too often he puts out a, a, an excellent performance. It's often marred by one silly defensive miscue or one kind of freak thing. So, uh, you know, it was great to see Neuer get that clean sheet. Uh, and just my overall impressions from the match were that Bayern Munich just, they just look so good right now. They look really, really good. Uh, I I couldn't be more impressed. Uh, I I love the way the defense is playing, to be honest. I love that trio of Hernandez, Sula, and Upamecano. Uh, You know, that's not to exclude Pavar or Davies. They're both fine players in their own right. But having three center backs like that, all of whom are, are pretty versatile, especially Sula and Hernandez, that just gives you so many options. You can do so many different things with the defense, change formations, put the players in different positions. Uh, they just allow you to do so so much. And it was a little fun to see Sula really finding his way up the pitch today and getting a little higher than I think we're used to seeing him. But I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, the wing play was excellent. Again, uh, you know, I'll say it once more. If, if Sané and Gnabry can maintain this level of play, Bayern Munich is nearly going to be unbeatable. Uh, because when you have Thomas Muller doing all the creating in the middle and you have Robert Lewandowski as just a lethal finisher, uh, having, you know, solid play and strong, consistent play from the wing is just, I mean, if that happens, this is going to be a hell of a season. Uh, I would like to see, uh, you know, it's been a steady climb for Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. They have not started the season uh, like I think a lot of people thought they would. I think, you know, at times... Both players have suffered through a bit of heavy legs, but they were both very good today. Uh, no problems with the midfield. Uh, you know, obviously, I think both players are not near their top form yet. So again, that's another scary part when when Kimmich and Goretzka get things together, when Sabitzer gets fully integrated into the squad. I mean, what is this team going to look like? How good are they going to be? And again, they don't even have Kingsley Coman right now. Uh, Coman obviously battling that heart condition or recovering from that heart condition where he had the procedure done. Um, you know, that puts him in a spot where when he comes back, he's going to have to really fight for his playing time. 
And it's going to be hard because not only do you have Sané and Gnabry, but you also have Jamal Musiala, who's been pretty terrific this season as well. So, uh, you know, like I said, my impression was this was a dominant effort. You couldn't ask for much more from Bayern Munich. They look great today, and they took care of business. They beat a team that they should have beat handily. And in the past, I don't know that they've always necessarily been able to do that. I think when we first saw the team under Hansi Flick, We saw some efforts like this where everything seemingly came together and they just took care of business. Um, But now we're seeing it under Julian Nagelsmann, and I I like what I see, and I think everybody does at this point. So right now we'll wrap it up. Uh, As always, thank you for listening. Uh, If you want to reach out on Twitter, you can get me at The Barrel Blog. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. You can get Tommy Adams at Tommy Adams 71 and you can get I Need No Name at B-F-W-I-N-N-N. Uh, again, great game. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this one. We'll be back at it this weekend when Bayern Munich picks back up in the Bundesliga. That should be a, a fun one as well. So uh, we will see you then.